What's up, party people? This is Ian Lenhart coming at you from Santa Monica, California, and I hope you are having the most incredible week possible as the quarantine continues. This has been clearly a trying time for the world and one of the most incredibly insane things that could possibly happen, but with every negative comes a positive, and I hope you're taking this time to level up and take your goals to the next level. I have personally been putting in 16 hour days working on a new project that I'm launching in a few days, and I have to say, I have never been more proud of myself for completing a goal. There's something special about following through with the things you say you are going to do. Although sometimes it can almost have a harmful effect, including ruining your sleep cycle, not spending enough time with loved ones, and causing other important things to go uncared for. I am absolutely guilty of having some of these things happen during this experience but overall experience itself is the best teacher and the lessons I've learned have become vital now I am so excited to introduce you to today's guest I was honestly just blown away that I was able to connect with Jen and even more blown away at how kind she was but before I tell you how much I enjoyed this conversation let me tell you a little bit about Jen Jen Gottlieb has an amazing story originating from doing Broadway musical theater to getting a role on VH1 where she hosted a show for 14 seasons. On the outside, she had it all. The career, the relationship, the look, but eventually she realized she wasn't following her true passion. She decided to make a massive shift in her life which led her to becoming the co-founder of Super Connector Media which is a PR agency who represents top entrepreneurs and small business owners. Jen and her husband Chris host an incredible event each year called Unfair Advantage Live, which has grown significantly year over year. Now I just wanna say, Jen is one of the kindest, most nicest people I have met. I was so grateful that we had connected. I was blown away that I was able to connect with her. But this conversation was so genuine, so authentic, and I'm very grateful for having met her and, and having met a new friend. I know you guys are gonna get so much insane value, so make sure you pull out your note cards, your, your Evernote, whatever you use to, to wrap stuff into your memory bank, because there's gonna be a lot of good stuff in this episode. On this podcast, we discuss how to navigate the entertainment industry, the role PR plays when trying to expand your marketing, how to become an incredible connector, and building a foundation for a successful business. As always, you can watch this podcast with Jen and I live on YouTube. And without further ado, episode 85 with Jen Gottlieb. Let's jump into it. And we're live. Jen is in the building. Jen, what up? How you doing? What up, Ian? I'm good. I'm You're, as as I can be today. Absolutely. It's a beautiful day in New York City for you. You got the, the background just inspiring you to make moves. Do you love just being in New York City? Uh, I love I mean, right now, it doesn't really feel like New York City, to be completely honest, uh, because of what's going on in the world. It's really weird. There is nobody on the streets. Nothing is open. It's, it's like a ghost town, which is really creepy and strange for New York. Um, but I still love it. I still love being able to look out my window and see all the buildings and feel, it still feels like New York energy, which is what I live off of. I'm such a New Yorker. So right now it's different New York, but it's still, I'm still happy and grateful to be here. hundred percent. Yeah. It's straight out of a movie. It's the Will Smith one that everyone's is referencing. It's so freaking weird. Yeah. It, it's like dead zone. I was downtown. I went for a run by the river the other day and um, I was down by like the meatpacking area, which is like all the clubs, you know, and it's always popping down there. Even during the day, there's so many restaurants, not a soul, not a soul. It was the strangest thing in the entire world. Um, but that's the way the world works. The world wanted to douse us with a little bit of a huge surprise, and, and here we are. But it's just another huge lesson, and I think there's going to be a lot of positive outcomes that come out of this whole thing, including our healthcare system is probably going to ramp up in such a massive way to be able to deal with a future pandemic that could be, you know, 10 times worse than the coronavirus. And, you know, people are realizing, number one, they can build their business from home. Like a lot of corporate employees are realizing, wow, we didn't have to have a meeting every time. We can just hop on Zoom. So I think there's going to be some positive outcomes. And you, as, you know, a tried and true entrepreneur, been in business for yourself your whole life, 
building stuff, you know, acting, making moves. You know this better than everyone. You got to learn to adapt. Oh my gosh. This, I, I am so grateful for this time. I, I, every single day I wake up excited and people may think that I'm absolutely crazy about this, but I feel like, I don't feel like I know things need to break to have breakthroughs or shit needs to happen so the shift can happen. If everything just stays the same, we don't have any growth. So we have this massive thing where everything breaks. So now we all are forced to innovate. We're forced to have breakthroughs. So people are basically sitting in their homes, figuring out how to do things differently, figuring out how to do things better. So the world is never going to be the same. It's amazing. When we get out of this and we will get out of this, we will, we are going to be so much smarter. We are going to be so much stronger. We're going to be so much healthier because we're going to have learned so much from this. And we're going to be so much more connected and united as, as a world, not just as a country, the world. It's crazy. This is happening to everybody. So while it's pretty shitty in the way that people are dying and people are sick, and that's no fun at all. There are so many incredible things that are going to happen because of this. And you know, you talked about me being an entrepreneur. In my life, nothing cool has ever happened without a massive breakdown first, happening first, nothing. And when I connect the dots looking backwards all of the time, all those moments in my life where I felt like, like this is the worst thing ever, my world is crumbling, everything is over, on the bathroom floor crying, all those moments where I'm like, I don't know if I can go on. When I look backwards at that time, it's always the best thing that ever happened to me. In the moment, it sucks. And you're like, I, I don't know why the hell this is happening. But when you connect the dots looking backwards, you always see why. And it usually always is the best thing that could ever happen. Do you agree? I mean, is 100%. all the shitty thing that happened to you now when you look back the best thing ever? 100%. A breakdown leads to a breakthrough. And it's so hard to think about that when you're in that breakdown. It. Your anxiety is at an all-time high. You want to run out of your skin. Life's falling apart. And then you meet the new girl or guy of your dreams. And then you get that new business opportunity or you get fired from your job and you find something five times better. Exactly. Exactly. That's how it's it works. It's exactly. interesting with the comfort idea too. I mean, a lot of us just are comfortable because that's the human nature. You know, if I'm in a hot tub, I'm comfortable. I'm going to stay in longer than I need to. You know, it's just when we're comfortable, we tend to do things that might not be in our best interest because it's nice. It's, it's human nature. But when you get ripped out of that situation, you're forced to grow. You're forced to sprout new roots and figure things out. And when you yeah. figure things out, you connect with new people and new people are what create new opportunities. And that's what so fascinates me about you and your business and your career, you know, being a super connector. And that's really what we're going to really focus on today. But before we jump into that, can you kind of give the people, give the listeners a little bit of the come up? You know, I know you're, you're working in VH1, you, you're in Broadway with Annie, you were doing a lot of interesting stuff that led to today. What did that look like? Oh, I wish I was on Broadway with Annie. It was my dream as a child to be Annie. That was my every birthday wish, every time I would blow out the candles, every year until I was probably about 16 and I'm too old to play Annie. It was always, I wish to be Annie. So thank you for saying that. I was never Annie, but it was always my dream. I was in the Wedding Singer uh, Broadway National Tour. The, like the Adam Sandler movie. But um, I will tell the listeners a little backstory. I moved to New York City. I dropped out of college. I was, I was in college at the University of Hartford studying musical theater. Um, and I learned really quickly that I hated college and needed to leave immediately <laughs> and, um, and pursue my dream of becoming a performer. So I moved to New York and did a two-year conservatory program for musical theater. And then after that, I got this role, which was my dream role in life. Like I went uh, and saw the show, The Wedding Singer on Broadway with my friend. And I saw this woman named Felicia Finley play the role of Linda, which is the bitch in the show. Like the bitch that leaves him at the altar, you know, the, the fiance, if you've seen the movie. And in the show, she's got this hilarious role. She's, it's amazing. She's so funny. I was like, I have to play that role. I had no idea how I was going to get the part. I had no, there was no auditions happening. There was no nothing. I, had, I was just, I turned to my friend. I said, I'm going to play that role one day. I'm going to do it. Like God came down and said, that's yours. You must. And so this is, this was the moment that I learned about the law of attraction and personal development. And that if I wanted something and I worked hard enough and I really saw and believed and visualized it, I could make it happen because through a big long series of events, and I won't go into it because we got a lot of stuff to talk about today, but I ended up getting this role. 
uh, in the tour. And, and when I actually played the part on stage for the first time, the visual that I saw, like the audience and the stage and the costume on my body, which was the same costume that Felicia Finley wore when I saw her, um, everything, the entire experience, was the exact thing that I had visualized in my mind years before when I was dreaming about doing it. So at that moment in time, I was like, holy shit, if I really want something, really want it, and I see it in my mind's eye and like believe it, I, I don't have to believe it fully like 100% because I don't really believe that we believe in anything 100%. If I can believe it a little bit more than I don't, 51%, just a little bit, because that's all. I just believed a little bit more than I didn't, and that got me to the next step, to the next step, to the next step. But if I believe it a little bit, and I see it, I can make it happen. So then I took that and used that mindset to create um, a lot of other stuff in my life, um, including a, a personal training business that I created because I forgot that I could create anything that I wanted, and I got into a really shitty place in my life uh, where I hit a massive rock bottom. So. Ian, you know when like you do things and like things that are really good for you, like meditating or manifesting or whatever, working out and they start to work and then you stop for some reason? Yeah, you just get burned out. Or you just like self-sabotage, like you just stop. Like it starts to work and then you're like, okay, I don't need to do that anymore. You ever experienced that or you're like, no, I'm a, I don't do that. No, I had a big experience when I hit initial success when I was younger. It was in a direct sales company. I really wanted to hit a certain rank. And I thought that when I hit that rank, my life was like, you know, straight Mardi Gras every day. And I just stopped working. I just, I just stopped doing anything. I thought that like paychecks would just keep coming into the door and that's not how it works. Consistency is needed, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I stopped believing like all the stuff that I learned from Wedding Singer, I, I, I stopped and I just got really stuck in a bad relationship, um, in depression and bulimia, like very like rock bottom moment. And all in one week, um, I found out that boyfriend that I had was cheating on me. Um, uh, my show. So I was on a TV show on VH1 for 14 seasons. Uh, I found out that got canceled. And um, I basically went from living in this multi-million dollar apartment with the guy of my dreams to within three days, having no money, no connections, no boyfriend, no nothing, and living in this tiny little room in an apartment with six other actors with a window that faced the wall with nothing. Do you feel like it almost mentally just devoured you in your own brain because you figured you almost connected that wealth with your self-worth and you almost felt worthless when all that was taken away? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I really conceptualized it that way at that time. I was more like, felt like the most helpless I've ever felt and was immediately regretting everything that I did. Like, oh my God, maybe I should have, you know, because I, you know, maybe I should have stayed with that guy and just, and just turned the other cheek, you know, because I lived this life and, and, but something inside of me told me that I wasn't in alignment during that time in my life. And I think I subconsciously did things to get myself out of that and put myself into the place where shit had to happen for the shift to happen. So put myself in that rock bottom so that I could get myself back into alignment. Just like I said, with, we needed to break things to get ourselves, you know, into a breakthrough. I think I subconsciously broke it all down because I knew that I needed to get back into alignment. So my whole world came crashing down and I remember waking up every single day saying, writing down, one day I will know why this happened. One day I will know why this happened. One day I will know why this happened. And I didn't fucking know why it was happening at that time. For months I didn't. For months I was in like the, I was like, it was probably the most depressed time ever in my entire life. And you know, now, the cool thing is, is I can sit here and I can tell you, oh my God, that was the best thing that ever happened to me. And of course I know why that happened. And that's how, why we can say like, one day we'll look back at this coronavirus thing and we'll look back at what's going on and we'll say that was the greatest thing that ever happened. Um, but when that happened, I picked myself up and I was like, all right, I gotta create, I gotta create something. I gotta create a business. I was an actress. I, I didn't know anything about business really. Um, I knew how to work out. I knew how to help people and I was, studying the law of attraction and mindset and stuff like that for fun. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to create a personal training business. So I started doing that, that very, very quickly grew into an online coaching business. And that very, very quickly grew into a mindset coaching business and a group program and all of those things. And it started to scale. And I really got this entrepreneurial bug. And I built all of that only because I knew two things. 
I knew how to leverage the media and PR because of my entertainment background. And I had a lot of connections. I knew a lot of people and I knew how to leverage my network. And so now it's pretty cool. Uh, I got to put everything that I love together um, and combined it all. And now I teach people how to use their connections and the media. And I also help people actually get media because we have an agency, um, but to create the business that they want and to get themselves out there and to share their message with the world. So it's really crazy how the dots connect, um, but they did. And uh, now I'm here. That's, in, that's incredible. And like when you're working in the entertainment industry and you're going through uh, doing the play that you're working with, is there anything about the entertainment industry that like almost made you sick that you just hated like a certain aspect and you said to yourself, like, if I one day could change this, I would. Yeah. Well, yes, a hundred percent. And that's the idea of needing to wait to be chosen. So when I was an actress, I would go on five to 10 auditions a day and get heard no over and over and over and over again. And I was always just trying to be what other people wanted me to be, what I needed to be for somebody else to choose me. You know, I, I would do anything for someone else to tell me what my future would be. And I was like, fuck this. I want to take control of my future. And I want to know that I can create whatever I want instead of waiting for someone else to choose me. So I'm like, I'm still going to be able to perform. And I always knew this deep down. I was like, I'm going to create a way for me to be able to do what I love, which is performing, you know, being on camera, being on stage, that I get to choose it. I choose myself. So now we do events. I speak on stages. I'm on camera. I teach people how to, you know, get media and, and be on TV and be on camera. And, and I don't have to wait for somebody to pick me. And I think that that's what entrepreneurship is. It's, it's taking your own future into your hands and creating the life that you want instead of waiting to be chosen by somebody, somebody else. Yeah. It's almost like you like taking away that mindset, almost sort of like a victim mindset that you're not in control of your life. You're waiting on someone else to make a move for you to make a move. And it sucks because you think it's going to happen next month, but six months go by a year, two years, three years, and you realize nothing's moved. And it's because you put your destiny in someone else's hands. Now, that's obviously not a bad thing if, if you know, that's your thing. But if you're looking to explode out of that and build a business, build a side hustle, the opportunities are endless. Just like you said, you got to learn a skill. You ended up in rock bottom. And that must be so depressing when you put your heart and soul into a tryout and you're just told no at time after time after time. Like you have to become straight bulletproof by that point. Oh, I, yeah, it, it taught me a lot. It really did because now I'm not a very sensitive person. I can take feedback really well. I can hear no really well. Cause I was like, Oh, please. People told me I sucked time and time and time again, day after day after day after day. And, and no was way more than yes. So then when I got a yes, it was amazing. But you know, it taught me a lot about what I do now is PR and we pitch people to the media. And I tell, you know, my publicists that work on our team all the time, you're going to get heard no a lot more than you get yeses. And that, and you just have to consistently keep going and keep following up because that one yes is so powerful that it, it erases all the no's immediately. The one yes is so good. Once you get that yes, it's like, oh, none of those no's mattered. So you just have to keep powering through and you just have to keep believing a little bit more than you don't. And I, I really, truly believe that, that, that 51% belief, because if you try to believe hundred percent, you're always going to disappoint yourself because we're human beings. We never really believe, I, or at least me, I've never really believed hundred percent in anything, but I believed a little bit more. And that little bit gets me to the next day or the next action step or the next audition or the next pitch or the next sales call, you know, and, and just believing a little bit. And, and it's all about taking those little action steps. And that's what creates the momentum to create the wins. If I can believe a little more than I don't, that'll at least get me to the next step. That is so powerful. Is that just something that you, you figured out on yourself? I mean, that's like, that's something you got to put on a plaque. You got to put that on the tombstone. That's some powerful I words. I said it to Chris Winfield, my partner for that one, um, <laughs> because he helped me put that into, you know, I, I was always doing that, but I never knew to say 51%, but that's what, that's what I was doing. And uh, yeah, Chris was like, yeah, you believe 51%. You only need to believe that much, just a little bit more than you don't. So now you figured out a way to take all of the skills that you've learned throughout your entire life and put them into one place that 
you can utilize all of them to their highest uh, capabilities. And that's building out this PR agency. And, you know, whenever I see your Facebook, I see your Facebook lives. When I see you on Instagram, you got this big old smile and you can just tell you're having a good time. Like you're genuinely happy and you feel fulfilled. I mean, a lot of people can fake the smile, but it's just something about you comes off as you have achieved fulfillment and doing something that you love to do. Can you tell us a little bit about the journey of building that PR agency? When did it begin? And what were some of those initial challenges getting established? Yeah. Good questions, Ian. You're a really good interviewer. You guys listening, you're, you're in a good place. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> um, so yes, this agency was built on accident. It was never meant to be built. So my partner, Chris Winfield, uh, he's my life partner and my business partner. And I manifested him. I was like, I'm going to find a boyfriend that is a six foot tall entrepreneur that's into personal development, all the things that he is. And through a lot of trial and error, I finally found him. And when I met Chris, he was doing these small events called Unfair Advantage Live. And they connected entrepreneurs to the media. So he would bring in a whole bunch of entrepreneurs and a whole bunch of media and connect them so that they could get into their media um, placements and things like that and do it on their own. And, um, you know, we started kind of going traveling together, Chris and I, and going to different things together and kind of helping each other with our businesses. And Chris had this idea to offer the people that were coming to his event something to go further faster. So he decided, he's like, I, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to create a program to help people actually book media. And at the time, I had a, I have a best friend. Her name's Angela. And she, at the time, was a big-time publicist working at one of the biggest PR firms in Manhattan. Powerful woman, like had, you know, someone that you would look at and be like, oh, wow, she got it all going on. And was miserable. She was working from 5 o'clock in the morning to 3 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm telling you, I, went, I traveled with that girl. She was on her phone and on her computer all hours of the night, and she wasn't she was miserable. She was so unhappy. She was like, Jen, I, I don't want to do this anymore, but I'm stuck. I have nowhere else to go. And so one day, and one day I brought Angela with me to this personal development seminar summit. And we sat there in the audience. Cause I was like, and you need to learn about this stuff that I'm learning about. I think you'd like it. I was like trying to push her to become it, you know, more of an entrepreneur. And she was not having it. Cause I knew she was unhappy. And the person on stage, the speaker had us do this visualization where we were visualizing our perfect day. And she's like, close your eyes and visualize what you would be doing if you had everything that you ever wanted. So we close our eyes and we open them. We're both hysterically crying. And I turned to Ange and the, the, the woman on the stage, the speaker was like, tell the person next to you what you saw. And Angela was like, I am a boss. I run my own agency. I have a PR associates that work for me and I'm helping people that have a good message that care about what I'm doing for them and that appreciate me and I make a lot of money and I'm a boss and I was like okay cool and and I said to her I'm in love I met the man of my dreams and we have a company together and we are doing business together and it's like Beyonce and Jay-Z and we're a power couple and this is what we said this is before anything ever happened so skip back to Chris saying I have this idea to do this this thing to connect entrepreneurs to the media, but I need a publicist to run it. Do you know anyone? And I was like, oh, I do know someone. So I convinced Angela to quit her big job with benefits and lots of money and all the things to work for my boyfriend who she had never met before. <laughs> and Angela is not the type of person that takes risks at all, but something inside of her made her say, all right, Jen, fine, she, I'll quit my job. She had one conversation with Chris and she signed up. She's like, I'm in, let's do it. So they created this program and then I was like, this is an opportunity and I feel like when opportunities present themselves, for me, when the dots start to connect, you gotta jump on them. So I was like, let's do it, let's come together. And Chris and I became partners and people wanted us to start doing their PR for them. They asked us, it was a need. People came to us and they were like, please sell me something. So instead of planning, oh, we're going to create a PR agency, we had no idea we were going to create a PR agency. People came to us and they said, this is what I want. Can you please create this? And so we did. And so now Angela's our head of, she's our CPO, our chief publicity officer. And um, Chris and I run this agency and that's how it was born. When you mentioned this is what we want, are you meaning the 
the news networks are coming to you saying, this is what we want. These are the stories we want, or these are what the entrepreneurs want. The entrepreneurs, the clients. So at one of the events, I remember one of our very first clients came up to me and she was like, sell me something. I'm not going to do a group program. We're not going to um, do the work. I want you to give me, do it for me, pitch me to the media, get me in the media. And I was like, all right. I went to Chris and I was like, we got to create a done for you program, an agency. And so now we've got um, 30 full-time team members. Angela has her whole team of publicists that are amazing that work for her, just like her visualization. And she's a boss. <laughs> and um, we That's built sick. a really incredible team. And, and we've really, um, we've disrupted the way that traditional PR is done. And we've made it into a really positive experience. What are some of the ways that PR is done that is that you might view as sort of bad in today's world and some of the things, uh, small tips that you'd recommend uh, in terms of building out the PR agency to get those connections that people listen to you instead of the hundred other people that are sitting in their messages? Yeah. So we build everything on connection. We build everything on helping other people. So Chris and I, um, right now we can't because we're not traveling. But we travel around the country. We do connection dinners all around the country constantly where we invite people. We pay for everything. We connect people. And we do everything based on service. So our main question that we ask uh, at our dinners, we have people say one thing. We're like, we'll pay for everything. We'll take care of the entire dinner. All you need to do is stand up, say who you are, what you do, and what you need help with right now. And we just try to connect people with people that can help them. And we try to provide service and help people in our, in our network and connect with other people, connect people to others and, and just make everybody happy and create win-win relationships. And that's how we create airtight relationships. We also host this amazing event on Fair Advantage Live where we have a media mixer where we invite, last time we had over 125 of the top media people in the country. We have them come to a party uh, with our entrepreneurs that come to the event and have them provide value for each other just by meeting each other and the entrepreneurs are experts in their articles and the media is winning and we're winning. And um, it's really all about creating um, true authentic relationships. And I think that a lot of people get it wrong when they think it's all about transactional stuff. Like, what can you do for me? Here's my business card. Like people walking into networking events and thinking, all right, I'm going to pitch myself to this person. And what can this person do for me? We tell all of our attendees that come to our events, go into a room and think about how you can help somebody in this room. That's it. Think about one person that you can help in this room. And if you go into any situation thinking about what you can do to help someone, the law of reciprocity is just going to start to take place and it's going to create a win-win relationship. So everything that we do in Super Connector Media is based on win-win relationships, creating authentic relationships. And also, you know, we, we really incorporate the mindset piece. So we open and close all of our meetings with gratitude, with intention, setting intentions, and um, enthusiasm is like our number one top value in our company because the majority of PR agencies are very cutthroat and very negative. And so uh, creating a positive mindset and you know, using the law of attraction and using gratitude and using um, visualization and meditation, you know, that's all part of what we do in our culture. So that rubs off onto our clients when we get on client calls and that rubs off um, when we pitch the media because like attracts like. And if you are coming from an enthusiastic place where you're just wanting to serve and help and you're grateful and you're in a growth mindset, people are going to respond to you. That's very well said. That was amazing. Just how you descriptive that and the connecting and the dinners and all this stuff. It's so much fun. I'm just meeting all these cool people connected. It's almost like, Hey guys, you know, this is my first day at school. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking for some friends, but it's, you know, it's making us talk about our insecurities and what we need help in. And then you putting those dots, people will always think of you because you connected them with somebody that changed their life. And they'll always know that Jen was the glue that brought that together, which is so crazy. One thing that I'm, I'm very interested in is dealing with reputation. So I'm assuming that, you know, you call say the top senior writer at Forbes, right. And say you have a great connection with this guy or gal is a reputation, a very big part because say, you know, you bring in a client that might not have the best story and you try to pitch a Forbes writer and the Forbes writer goes back to you and they're like, yo, the story blows. This ain't going to work. Now all of a sudden they look at you like, ah, oh, Jen's just going to pitch me another dud. 
do you feel like you have to really align your opportunities with the right opportunities to, to generate those incomes, uh, generate those opportunities in the first place, really aligning those studs with the top PR agencies? Is that kind of how you operate and how do you vet your people that you do PR for? So I'll answer that question first. Um, our, so now, you know, with everything that happened, we've restructured everything because our live event got postponed. So we've always had an online community, but now our online community is like dope as fuck. Like it is <laughs> community there is we do our connection dinners now virtually so every Wednesday night we do connection dinners um, we're offering like all kinds of media panels and trainings I do mindset coaching Chris does AMAs inside our virtual community so um, it's really 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 tight that virtual community and we interview every single person that comes in every single person and if you are a bad person if you are a negative person if you are a scarcity victimhood mindset kind of a person you're not for us so we turn people away um, that's how we keep uh, everything very tight and we only represent people that we believe in um, and we believe in their message and we believe in their products and that's really 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 important to us so um, as far as pitching people um, we're very intentional with our pitches we're very 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 intentional and everybody on our roster is someone we fully believe in so I've never experienced anything where I was pitching someone that I didn't believe would be an amazing addition to somebody's article or somebody's TV show ever just because we are so intentional about the type of people that we bring into our world um, and bring into our agency everybody on our roster is phenomenal it's cool yeah. because you're able to lean on those past experiences and be like listen like listen girl I get it like you're probably so stressed out right now just trying to get to the next step in your career like i was there but this is what we're going to do to change that and that probably puts customers at such ease oh yeah oh like relating to people i mean that's like the number one that's why i tell people be you boo like be you as humanly possible because people don't relate to perfect people do not relate to perfect and nobody i'm sorry but i don't like looking at perfect because it's not real i like hanging out and working with women and men that have struggled with the same things as me that are struggling with the same things as me that you know are, are just exactly who they are because that's who you want to learn from that's who you want to hang out with perfect is is so boring so even and like that's how i've always it, it's scary it's scary to put yourself out there in a real way and talk about your failures and your flaws and like you know that time in my life when i was you know i, I posted a picture on instagram this is back when um, I was just like posting my highlight reels only and that was when my life was at the ultimate low, the time that I told you about. I posted a picture on my Instagram from a photo shoot um, and it said in the caption like, no place I'd rather be, like, like I was so happy. But in the photo, I was covering my face and that entire photo shoot, like, I like covered my face because it was so puffy and red from the night before, crying, and binging and purging um, because I, that was the night that I found out that my boyfriend had been cheating on me and I had to leave. Um, and it's so crazy. I, I tell people don't ever, ever compare yourself to other people's highlight reels on social media because you never know what's really going on. And at that time in my life, I was posting like everything was fantastic, but everything was really blowing up. So now, I try to be as vulnerable and open as humanly possible so that that girl that's out there that's like, oh, I'm going through it right now. Like, I'm going through it. She can at least see that girls like me, like, hey, girl, I've, I'm going through it right now, too. Or last week I was going through it. You're not alone. You're not alone and you will get past it because we yeah. always do. Yeah, that's so strong. I mean you're sitting there just relating with these people and people feel you and they feel that energy because the world is such a effed up place and there's so much craziness that goes down and every one of us, both you and I have so much challenges that we don't talk about. Every single human does. We're literally walking matters of carbon living on a giant rock floating in the middle of the universe. It's, it's a crazy situation and it makes sense that you have some anxiety, which is another reason why you got to have good friends because you can save a ton of money on therapists if you just have a few good friends you can call. But what can someone do right now that's a listener that's listening in that says, wow, one day it's my dream to be accepted uh, by Jen to be one of her clients. What can someone do right now to put themselves in a position to, to be accepted as a client of yours? Well, it depends where you're at. So if you already have a business, um, talk to me. <laughs> Reach out to us uh, at superconnectormedia.com. 
Um, but if you are, so actually this whole coronavirus did um, spark some, some stuff within us to create something new. And we are creating a program for people um, that aren't ready for PR yet because they just need to build an online business. So we're actually going to teach people how to build a business, how to market and sell offers the way that we did with our company. So we built a multi seven figure business in under two years. So we're just going to put everything that we did to create our company into a program to teach people how to do that so then they can be ready for PR. So I would suggest that if you are not ready for PR yet because you don't have a successful business or a message that you want to share, we'll be able to, within a couple of weeks, we're going to be launching this program that can help you get there. Very cool. That's TBD. And by the time this airs, it's probably been launched. So go check it out. Super Connector Media or find me on Instagram or on Facebook. That's so cool. So one of my good friends, Dan Hunt, he's all about community and uh, he's one of my best friends. We're always just strategizing about the future. Super successful human, raised $42 million at 19 years old as a CEO of a company, just, you know, one of these little brainchilds. And we're just talking about community is the future. Online communities are the future. People that can build communities are going to build huge businesses and have a ton of fulfillment at the same time. So you're tapping into 100%. I mean, you are, you know, the godmother of building these communities. First of all, throwing events is challenging. You know, getting the venue, getting everyone to show up, not knowing if everyone's going to show up. That whole process is challenging in itself, let alone vetting, say, 100 people to come to your events. How do you do that? How do you do that without losing your mind? I have an amazing team. I delegate like crazy. I mean, there was a time where it was me on every single sales call. And, you know, I have an amazing partner, Chris, and he's the mastermind behind all of it. I cannot take credit um, for building Unfair Advantage Live. I mean, I helped. I came in and we made it a much bigger production because, you know, me, I'm a performer. And I came in and I made it a show. But yeah, we have an incredible team, amazing team. And, and I recommend. I mean, I think the team is everything. I think you need to surround yourself with people that are smarter than you. And I do. I surround myself with people that are smarter than me. Anything that I don't know how to do, I delegate. I'm like, you're smarter than me. You can do it better. You do it. So we have an incredible enrollment person. We've got a client success person that makes all of our clients happy. I've got Angela and our entire team of publicists that gets the results and the fulfillment. It's all about team. Yes, we bootstrapped in the beginning and we did it just us. And it was really hard. And I spent all my days on sales calls. And you've got to hustle sometimes and you got to put the work in. But the second that you can start hiring people and surrounding yourself with people that can do it better than you or people that are smarter than you, that's how you grow and that's how you scale. And um, I'm so grateful for my team. They're so amazing. Yeah, giving up that control is probably one of the hardest parts of scaling. For some people, I, I'm a control freak. And, and so I don't know why it's so easy for me to give up control in that way. But I, I love delegating. I'm like, take this off my plate. Maybe it's because I trust my team so fully. Uh, but yeah, for some people that is hard. And, and I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs who are like, no, I can just do it myself and I'll do it better. But for me personally, I'm one of those weirdos that's like, no, you do it. You can do it better. Something I'm learning a lot about just leadership in general is the building a business where you give, say, people a task that they might think is a little crazy, right? Like a big freaking goal. And you have them go after it, you know, with the right intentions. And a lot of times they come very close, if not complete the goal. And then they are blown away at what they are capable of. I feel like building a business out of the way of producing goals that make people just think bigger and just putting into action is what makes, you know, a really good leader. That's something I'm working on just, you know, with some of the VAs that I use. Uh, just becoming better at delegating because I know in the beginning, sometimes I just get frustrated like, oh, they, they don't know what they're talking about. But really, it's just because my direction isn't good enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, becoming a leader is, I think, one of the hardest skills that I've had to learn this year and last year. It's, it's a really important If you can, man, if you can master leadership and become a great leader, I think you can build a business in any industry. Like, um, such a powerful thing. And yeah, delegating and leading a team is is definitely an amazing skill that I'm still learning beyond. I'm learning every single day. And, and if there's like really, I mean, I guess there is places where you can learn how to be a leader, but for me, I've just had to kind of learn as I go. And uh, all these, I mean, I don't know about you, but like imposter syndrome, man, that's like a real thing that happens every single day for anybody that's listening. That's like leading a team or um, sharing a message that's new or starting a business that's new. There's this thing that comes into your brain sometimes called, it's called, I call it imposter syndrome, where it's this voice that's like, who are you to be talking about that? 
You know, like, who are you to be leading these people? Um, and you feel not good enough. And that's one of the things that I deal with every single day. And I'm sure a lot of leaders deal with. And I talk about it openly because I think it's a discussion that like, I think more people need to know that like people, everybody deals with it. Like everybody does, every single person. And um, I have, I want to teach your listeners, like I've got a great way to deal with imposter syndrome that has helped me become a better leader this year and not get, fall into the imposter syndrome trap because there's a couple of times where I'm like, I would get off of a team call and just be like, I suck, like who am I to be leading this team? Um, but then I will open my badass list. So I call this the badass list. And the badass is, list. The badass list is a very powerful tool. So a lot of the times we forget how great we are. We forget how badass we are because our stories become kind of boring to us because we live them. They're not that interesting. So we have to remind ourselves. So I want everybody who's listening to take out your cell phone and open your notepad in your cell phone because you want to have it in your phone that's on you all the time. And in your notes, you're going to write a list of all of the moments in your life where you were a complete and total badass, where you like, and it doesn't have to just be business. It could be life moments. You know, if you're married, like the moment that you walk down the aisle to your partner or when you made your first sale in your company or when you spoke on stage and knocked it out of the park and felt like a million bucks on the stage and took the bow and got a standing ovation. Um, anytime in your life, maybe you ran a marathon, maybe you battled an illness and you came out of it okay and it was the hardest thing ever. Write them all down, all of them. And then anytime you're feeling like an imposter or you're not good enough or you're not a good leader or you don't know how to delegate or you don't know how to do something or you're scared to share a message or go into a Facebook Live or do live media or get on TV, read that list. But you're gonna read it as if you're reading about somebody else, somebody that you are FOMOing over on social media, like someone that you're comparing yourself to. Like you're scrolling and you're like, oh, this person's done this, 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 this. Oh man. And get jealous of that person. Wow. And marvel at that person. And then remember, oh shit. Okay. Well, that's me. Okay. That's me. If I could do that, this, this little thing that I'm about to do, no big deal. I got it. I'm worth it. That is strong. The imposter syndrome. I, I think... I deal with that a little bit different personally, and I'm going to definitely take this, this exact exercise and put it into action and see how it influences my life. But I think one thing that really drives me personally is the, and it's like my deepest fear is realizing that if I'm not living up to my actual potential, having to deal with a day where I meet that person that could have been the badass that I wish I was. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's powerful. Like imagine like you, you know, saying no to, I don't know, scaling your team to four or five different countries and speaking at, you know, the United States Senate on behalf of PR agencies worldwide. And then thinking to yourself, shit, like I can do that, but I'm choosing not to. And I'm gonna have to meet that chick one day. Like that to me just freaks me out because it's like, yeah, I, I personally, I feel as if when I was, I grew up, I grew up in, you know, a great family, you know, did my thing, but I, I don't know. You just create these boundaries unnecessarily in your brain. Is there a noise right there? Oh, no, we're good. You, create, you create these boundaries in your own brain. Like you put yourself in this own prison almost that you think that you can only achieve to a certain level of success. But deep down, there's a part of you that thinks, oh, damn, I could be that person on stage. And when I was reading about Super Connector Media, you guys were talking about really breaking through these boundaries. And that's something that's really important to your guys' core values is making people realize that they do deserve to be in these big media publications and they do deserve to be on TV. And I just think that's so strong that you guys are empowering people to think that way. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's more so it's, you deserve it, but it's also your responsibility. So if you have been given a gift, an amazing gift that you can use to help people, like if you, if you, like even you, you've been given this incredible gift to be able to interview people, even just with this podcast and ask really incredible questions and connect with people and you're ballsy enough to reach out to people and ask them to be on your show. Those are all gifts. If you can do all of these things, it is your responsibility to put it out there and be seen because every single day that goes by that you are not putting yourself out there and making yourself visible to the people that you can help is another day that those people that you can help 
are going to go pay someone else or listen to someone else or learn from someone else that's not as good as you and doesn't care as much as you. So it is your responsibility to make yourself known so that you can help those people. That's so strong. I love that. I love how you explain that. You, you really make things seem very simple. That's a gift you have. Thank you. Well, it is. I mean, it is simple. We complicate things way too often. I do it all the time. I make things way more complicated. Believe me, I sound really simple right now. And I, this, I'm coaching myself as I, I talk to this, um, <laughs> as I talk to you. But it really is more simple than we make it. The, we make things complicated because of fear. Fear comes in and makes us complicate, makes us complicate things. Fear comes in and makes us confused. Confusion comes from fear because if we're confused, we can't take action. And fear makes us not take action because we don't want to be uncomfortable. So if you're confused, it's impossible to take action. So that's fear. Fear comes in all sorts of ways. Fear comes in perfectionism. Perfectionism keeps you stuck from taking action. So that's fear right? Uh, fear comes in an imposter syndrome because that keeps you from taking action. Comparisitis, comparing yourself to other people, that keeps you from taking action. That's all, it's all fear. So complication is fear. It's interesting because sometimes we'll have like 45 seconds in our life. I saw a meme about this. That's why I'm bringing it up. But it's like, wow, I really had my life figured out for 45 seconds and it's gone. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. And so we always just have to have our finger on the pulse and like fear is a real thing and we can't say that it doesn't exist and we can't just say, oh, I'm just gonna power through fear because you gotta acknowledge the fear. You gotta give fear its space. You gotta say, hey, fear, I see you, what's up? Like, I, I see you, you're there. So what I tell fear is I'm like, all right, fear, come here, I feel you, I feel you, you're here, you're in existence. I'm gonna put you in the passenger seat of the car and you cannot touch anything. You can't touch the radio. You can't touch the wheel. I'm in the driver's seat. So you're here and I acknowledge you, but you cannot touch a thing. And I'm making the decisions here. And it's like success comes from feeling the fear and doing it anyway. So the fear is not going to go away. It's going to be there and it's going to do everything that it possibly can to keep you from taking action because we want to stay safe. We don't want to be in pain. We don't want to be uncomfortable. We want to be safe. So fear, its job is to keep us in the comfort zone. And our job is to say, hey, fear, I see you. Sit over there and shut up. And I'm going to do this anyway. So true. Even every single time that I even start a podcast, when I do a Facebook Live, I get so nervous beforehand. Mm -hmm. if, I, if I speak on a webinar and someone else's webinar, I'm like freaking out in my, my chest. Or if I have a big sales call, sometimes I'm like, Oh man, like what's going on? And then you get that the chest tightens up and then you're like, ah, what happens if I'm not going to be able to breathe on the call? Like what's going to happen then? We all think of these worst case scenarios. And then typically what I see is the first minute you're still like facing it. It's like you're facing it, but then you see someone's reaction. You're like, oh, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm working. And then you calm down, you simmer down and then you get in your element. And then once you're in flow, it's like, it's liberating. It's like you just broke out of a mental barrier. And I love how you just explained that. Yeah. And then once you do it, like once you take the scary action step and you actually do the thing that you're scared of and you stick with the commitment that you make to yourself, it's like putting another coin in your confidence bank. So you get more and more confident every time and then taking action becomes easier and easier and easier every time. And that's how I say that confidence gets created. Confidence is created from feeling the fear and doing it anyway and doing that over and over and over and over again until you feel like, okay, I can trust myself because every time I've done it, even though I was scared, it felt really good at the end. And I didn't die. And I didn't die. At the end Damn. of the day, right? Like that's, a risk, that's, the, that's the worst case scenario. Okay, I did it and I didn't die. Everything's fine. Wow, we are getting a really good training right now. I mean, this, this is, if I was trying to get into PR, I mean, that right there, the last three minutes of this podcast have just been absolute gold for settling down your emotions before getting on a big stage and realizing that you deserve to be here. That was strong. I appreciate you saying that. Of course. Cool. So if you had to, I mean, this is kind of like a more, you know, typical podcasty type of thing, but I think it's super powerful to think about. And the idea here is if you could go back, you know, to say right when you graduated college and you could talk. I, did, I didn't. Hold on. I didn't graduate college, but go ahead. Okay, perfect. So right around 21, 22 years old, because most people these days aren't even going to college. So not most people, but it's a healthy side all over. But if you could go back and talk to that Jen and be like, listen, Jen, it's your girl, you know, 
a little bit down the line, but we got a talking to do. And you could have told her one, two, or three things that could have saved you a ton of time, money, heartache, headache, and just overall just anguish. And obviously a really good response to this would be, I wouldn't tell myself anything because the lessons are who I made me today. And that's a fantastic reason. But if you had to say one, two or three things that you almost wish you could have implemented because it would have blew your mind where you'd be now, what would those be? You are perfect just as you are. That's it. That's it. You are perfect just as you are. And you are. You can, I'd probably add, if you can believe in yourself just a little bit more than you don't, then you'll be okay. I think I knew that, but yes, that, that was good. But I honestly, when I was, um, when I was 20, 21 years old, all I cared about was trying to be good enough for other people and trying to be skinny enough and trying to be pretty enough and trying to be, um, sexy enough and trying to be tan enough and blonde enough. And, um, and that's all I cared about. And I spent hours and days and months in anguish and my health and my mind and every single thing was so focused on being good enough. Uh, for everybody else. And if someone had just said to me, you're perfect, just as you are, just be you, just be you, you are perfect the way that you are. And the way that you are and you authentically you as God made you is the thing that's going to make you successful, not trying to be like everybody else, be that. Someone would have told me that a lot earlier that I may have been a lot more successful a lot earlier, but I'm grateful for everything that happened because it all, like you said, ended exactly the way that it did. You can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards and backwards. I am so grateful that I had that time in my life, but like I have a 10 year old, uh, my partner has a 10 year old daughter. So somewhat stepdaughter. And if I could tell her anything, it's that you are, you are perfect exactly as you are and you do not need to do anything to be enough. You are enough. Amazing. I mean, if you could also say one thing to that person that's right on the cusp of getting into entrepreneurship for the first time, maybe they're about to take your, your free PR course you're working out right now, you know, building their first business, but they're still a little scared. They're facing the butterflies. What would you say to them to get them over that, uh, over the cliff on that? Oh, I love what you said, a version of what you said. What would happen if you don't do it? Wow. Cause our mind is going to go, I, I can't because of this. I can't because of this and make all the excuses as to why you can't or why you shouldn't do it now or why you should wait. But think about what would happen if 10 years goes by and you didn't do what you wanted to do. Damn. You're going to be living in a pool of regret, baby. And right. nothing, nothing can live in there. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, that's amazing. I mean, Jen, I could talk to you forever about all this stuff. You truly are the epitome of being a super connector. And the people that you've, you've met in your life and the connections you've associated with. Uh, I know that I reached out to you just on Instagram and you could have very easily just said, nah, like, you know, look at this little shrimp over here. I ain't got time for that. But no, you're open. You're open-minded to meeting new people. And that just says so much about your character. And I really appreciate this time. And I think that we're going to do some awesome stuff together in the future. Agreed. I love this interview. It was so fun. One of my favorites of all time. You're amazing at interviewing. And this is awesome. Fantastic. Is there anything else that you'd like to say to people about how they can connect with you at Super Connector Media and, and continue following your journey? Yeah. Connect with me on Instagram. I'm all about it. Like you said, I answered your DM. So it's at Jen with one N underscore Gottlieb. Um, and then you can connect with us, uh, learn more about Unfair Advantage, our community or Super Connector Media, our agency at superconnectormedia.com. Beautiful. Well, till next time, we appreciate you. Stay safe out in New York City. Keep the streets clean and stay bundled up. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ian. This was so fun. Thank you for listening to another episode of Len Jones Party of Two. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review and subscribe to stay up to date on our new episodes. And remember, hope is not a strategy. Keep making moves. Till next time, peace.